What's up, everybody? My name is Anthony with the Build Your Best Business podcast, and I'm here with my co-host Zach. And uh, you know, today we're going to go over a little bit about um, some other business ventures that we actually are a part of. And Zach does, um, you know, something pretty cool with a company called Toro. But before we get into that, Zach, how was your week? Oh my gosh! I literally about five minutes before we started this podcast. I got an email that I just got the final inspection back for the new build that I was working on. And so that was the last piece of the puzzle before closing. And oh, I'm just sweet. super stoked about that. So I'm pretty nice right now. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Anything other than the clear close, anything unique happened this week? Anything with business, anything change? Um, I'm doing an open house next weekend um, oh, with nice. a new builder partner. So I'm pretty stoked about that. But yeah, oh, everything's nice. going good. Everything's sweet. smooth sailing right now. Knock on wood. Yeah. You know how this business goes. Yeah, but, um, all right. Sweet. So like I said, uh, you know, we are loan officers at heart. It's what we do full time here in Las Vegas. Um, you know, helping borrowers get into homes, uh, first time investments, whatever we, we, we do it all. But um, yeah, we, we're also a part of other ventures. So, so Zach. Tell me, what, what is Toro? What do you do with it? Oh my gosh, guys, I am itching to talk to you about this and to tell you everything about it. So just to kind of start from the beginning, what is Toro? Toro is essentially like Airbnb, but for cars. So when you go to a hotel, right, you don't pick the room necessarily that you're in the specific room that you want. You can kind of pick the type of room. Um, but when you're on Airbnb, you get to pick out the room based off of what it looks like, what it suits you and everything else like that. So same thing with Turo. If you were to go to a normal rental car place, they just give you, you tell them, oh, I want a sedan or an SUV or a midsize and they'll get you that. But with Turo, you can go on the app and directly rent and book the car that you want to drive, even down to the color. So when I initially found out about Turo, I was going camping with my dad and my little brother. Uh, we ended up going to Zion uh, for the weekend and we needed something that could handle the Southern Utah weather and trails. And so we were really looking for a Jeep and I was having a hard time finding a Jeep for rent through traditional rental car companies. And uh, I stumbled across Turo, which I was able to directly book the, the vehicle that I wanted. And, and we had a great experience. It was my first time ever doing anything like this. And I was really intrigued after it was great. And, and, you know, I was able to rent someone's vehicle. Um, and yeah, it was awesome. And I was like, you know what? I could totally do this. And so after that, I come back home to Las Vegas, Nevada. And I was like, man, what, what vehicle would do well on the platform? And so I ended up choosing a Mazda Miata. It's a convertible, the one that I rent. Um, I'll, we'll go ahead and I'll have Anthony link the um, Turo listing so you can actually check out my listing at, um, in the description of this podcast. But I was thinking, I was like, what vehicle would do well out here in Vegas? And I was like, you know, a Miata is great because it's convertible. It's red. It's oh, fun. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like I wanted something to where like people could take out to Valley of Fire yeah. or Red Rock Loop, but also that they could cruise at the top down on the strip. Yeah, because we never get rain here. So that's what I'm saying, right? Something rural drive, something fun, something good like that. And so for a while, I was like, I was pretty set on buying a Miata. And this was about, I would say, like six or seven months ago. And as you know, the used car market was insane. And the new car market was too, right? Yeah. It's like, because there's a chip shortage. There still is. I mean, we're seeing the effects of that supply chain. Uh, 
but I was, you know, I was looking for one and for the longest time I saw, I saw this beautiful red Miata is brand new. And I went to, I, you know, I was looking at it and then the very next day it was sold. And I was like, dude, oh, I was no. like, it was a perfect one. Right. And then, so, uh, about a month later, I'm, you know, I'm still looking for, for a Miata to go ahead and buy for the app. And I see the one that was sold a month ago. And I was like, I got to go get it right now. Uh-huh, that's sweet. And so I go into the dealership and I find the, the Miata and the, and the salesman comes out to me and he's like, Hey, you thinking about buying a car? I was like, no, I'm buying this car right here. And he's like, Oh, you sat on it. Uh, did you want to look at anything else? I was like, no, I want to buy this car. And he's like, okay, yeah, yeah. So, and so he goes and he gets the keys. I take it for a test drive. I fall in love with it. Um, it's a stick shift. It's beautiful. Um, and I decide to buy it. And so I go in there to go purchase the car. And, you know, he asked how much do you want to put down? I was like, well, I don't have anything to put down, but I want the car. And so they run my credit, everything checks out. And I ended up signing for this 2022 Miata MX-5 with no money down. My car payment was a little bit higher because of putting no money down, but I ended up driving it off the lot. Nice. And so I was like, oh, awesome. So I have the car, right? And so my first car payment for that was 45 days out from when I first bought it. I mean, that's just how it is. You yeah. know, it's like you have the, you know, it's, it's a month plus, plus two weeks. And so I was thinking to myself, okay, I have 45 days to figure out how to cover this car payment without paying it out of my own pocket. Yeah. And so I get it insured. Uh, and then I was like, okay, let's, let's get it started. So I go through, um, creating the listing for this and I really took a lot of time on the, on the platform. And I was looking at the cars that did exceptional and I was looking at the cars that got no rentals. And the difference was, was huge between the both. The ones that got no rentals were taken with pictures on their phone and poor lighting and awful descriptions. And the ones that did really well had professional photos and had really detailed descriptions. And I think just taking that extra step to do all that really made the difference. My girlfriend's a professional photographer and she, we took it out to the Red Rock Loop and she took these insane pictures of That's the so cool. It's, That's it's, so cool. It's, it looks so crazy. We, we took a picture of this hop down the trunk so they could see the, how much it could fit in the trunk. Um, we kind of just painted the picture, you know, a picture of in the driver's seat so that they could imagine themselves and what they look like in it, what it feels like, where they could take it. I was thinking about taking shots on the strip, but I just feel like that's too played out. When people come to Vegas that they know they're going to go to the strip. They know what that looks like. I want to show them the beauty 30 minutes outside of the valley. Yeah. So I really do feel like the amount of detail that went into the listing really makes a big difference in the amount that I have it booked out. Um, so, I mean, that's just, that goes into branding yourself and, and what that looks like. And that's, it's really important the, the pictures and the description a hundred percent. Nice. So when so many questions that kind of come to my mind, yeah, I know that was a lot. No, that's okay. I, I, I've just never really met anybody that's done Toro before. Um, but I think it's super cool. So, so you're saying when you went to go buy the car and you came to the rea- realization pretty quick that you wanted to find a way to offset the price. A hundred percent. And initially that's what I was looking for. I was okay with paying for half of the car payment, right? Yeah. I just was trying to find a way to, I don't know, maybe not pay the, for the whole thing yeah. and just have a newer car and, and not worry about that. Yeah. Now, I, I guess this is like my loan officer mind thinking mm-hmm. now, since you're putting that on Toro, can you exclude that from the debt to income? 
Yeah, you can as long as as, as long as you're properly reporting your income for that, it'll oh, offset the so, cost. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, that's because because awesome. they so through Turo as a host, they give you tax information to go ahead and, and claim your income for that, oh, and you can nice. use it to, to offset it. Nice. Yeah, okay. no, and I've, I've been super blessed since I've had it on the app, and I just put a lot of, of detail into every single guest that I have and to make sure that they have an awesome experience. And since I've bought the vehicle, I have never made a car payment out of my own pocket. It's and that's, been oh, the, that, that's, so cool. that's so cool. Cause yeah. that's like, th- those are like little hacks to your life that can make all the difference. Like you're driving your dream car, you're, you're, you know, enjoying it. And you're not really paying for it. It's awesome. So that's pretty, <laughs> you know? that's pretty cool. Yeah. So when, so you, you got the car, you know, you, you put zero down, you're renting on Toro. I mean, was it kind of like an immediate success? Like you covered your first payment or did it take a couple months or a year or however long to ramp up? So I'll tell you with, like with anything that you're shopping for online, reviews are king. Yeah. And so uh, it, it did take a little bit for it to, for it to, to get up there, especially because I had no trips, no reviews. So I remember my first rental, it's like, he's taking a kind of a shot in the dark with me. Yeah. And the way I got that first one was for listing it far less than the competition is I was like, I have to undercut the competition because you won't choose me based over the person who has way more trips and five-star reviews than me. I have nothing. Ah, So I had to build it somehow. And so just from that very beginning in my first couple of trips, I just really doubled down on guest experience and what that looked like. And I really tried to build my business from the start of, I got to do everything the best I possibly can. I can't slip as far as the cleanliness. The windows have to be clean. It has to have a full tank of gas. There has to be a fresh air fresher in it. Those little things really do make a big difference and i really count on on the reviews with it dude that's so sweet because you know it's, it's just like anything you know like sometimes even when i go to a new restaurant i always look at the reviews so it makes it's sense. huge especially our generation it, yeah Every, you know you want to make sure that you're getting your money's worth and you want to make sure that you're not buying anything that's going to give you a bad experience yeah you know so i mean i think that's super awesome i'm always i'm always uh I always love to hear these new ideas and, you know, trying to offset while still living your best life that you can. Um, I mean, your, your day to day with your, your guests. I mean, how does that really look? Have you ever had any guests that like are really hard to work with? Oh my God. I can't imagine that it's always just like super easy. You know, first and foremost, you have to, we have to take a step back and realize that we're dealing with human beings every single sure day, right yeah and people are different everyone's different i've been blessed with for the most part pretty solid guests i've had some where they have smoked in the car or they have definitely just tore my tires up doing burnouts and stuff like that i've had oh, people return not- it like crazy dirty trash inside insane i mean it's nothing that really damaged the car i've never had damage to the vehicle just stuff that's a super big inconvenience and waste yeah. of time um one of the the ones that stands out for me is i had a renter and just again to bring it back for all our listeners out there we're based out of las vegas nevada i had this guest take the car all the way up the coast to san francisco like this huge excursion where he went from las vegas um, to LA all the way up PCH to San Francisco. And, and he ran up like 35, $40 in tolls in bridge tolls. 
and it's connected to my license plate, right? And so oh, I was no. getting these in the mail. <laughs> I was getting these holes. And it gets to a point where it's like, okay, so the first couple that came through, I reached out to him. And he was like, oh, no problem, no problem. Yeah, I'll pay it. Sorry. And I was like, that's cool. And so, like, but, like, a month after the the ride's over, I'm still getting these holes that were just, like, <laughs> not caught up for whatever reason. So I was just getting hit with this. And I got hit with a late fee because I didn't know that I had these holes. And it got to the point where I just – I ended up just paying for a few of them just to – I just didn't want to have any more interaction with the guest or possibly, you know, bring down, like, the five-star review that he did give me. So – I mean, I was okay with that. I mean, it's it's worth it for me to pay like a fourteen dollar toll to not have a five star review get altered in any way or yeah. things like that. And I don't necessarily think that's bending over for your guests, but that's definitely just like picking your battles. Yeah, you oh, have to one hundred percent. But then and also, that's... I don't want to just say it's all bad because ninety percent of my guests are awesome. They're great communication. Um, I do offer a delivery service too. Oh, that's them. awesome. Yeah, because, you know, definitely picking your battles. I mean, that can apply to any industry. That can apply to any anything you do in business. I mean, you, you really need to learn when to pick your battles and really look at, like, the the opportunity cost of is this worth it? Is it worth it? Yeah, right? it and is this a, a hill I'm willing to die on? And for something like that, I mean, I, I probably would have done the same, right? Just paid it and just moved on. Just move on, right? Just moved on. Because okay. you, you really just yeah. got to look at the bigger picture of your business and what that looks like. You can nitpick people all day for little stuff. Or you can, you know, take it in strides and see what's important and what's not important with this. With Turo itself, I have a pretty comprehensive insurance plan with them. And so the car is actually double insured. I have my personal insurance that I have through Geico. And that covers when I'm driving the vehicle. All the time. Mm, and it's okay. not, you know, if it, it's full coverage, if it gets stolen, if it gets, you know, dinged or messed up or anything else like that, if I get in an accident with it, it's covered through Geico. And then I have business insurance through Turo. The way the business insurance works is through Liberty Mutual. You can elect a few different ways to have that insurance cost built into the platform. And so pretty much there's different plans. There's like a 75, 25 plan, um, an 80, 20, and, and, you know, uh, so forth. And I'm currently on the, the, the 80, 20 plan. So gotcha. I keep 80%, the other 20% service fee go directly to the app and that covers my insurance and it helps keep the platform running. Um, it's really a small price to pay for, you know, having that business coverage. Oh, so if anything, God forbid were to happen to the vehicle while it's being rented out, they handle it directly through Turo and my personal insurance does not get affected oh, that's for that awesome. at all. So it's cool to keep things separate like yeah. that for sure. But I'm pretty comfortable where it's at. I mean, if you really don't like what that looks like and you want a certain take home number, then adjust accordingly, increase your, you know, your fare and how much that looks like to, you know, how much you want to charge. And what's one thing that I really do appreciate with the platform is that you have a ton of flexibility with pricing. It's really your own business. You don't feel like, you're, you know, shielded by a big corporation and how you're supposed to run that. I get to choose the price that I set for my day to day. I have, I have discount codes that I can give 10% off if someone books a three day or more. I offer free delivery for someone that books five days or more. So it's like different business incentives like that, that I think is super cool. Yeah. I do offer a prepaid fuel option as well. So if you don't even want to worry about gassing it up, you can add on the prepaid fuel. And so you can bring it back empty and I'll fill it up. And it's just part of the service. And like I said, too, there's a delivery. Yeah. With it. And, you know, a ton of my guests 
are coming to Vegas for travel and everything. So it's really popular to, to drop off at the airport or to drop off at one of the hotels. Yeah. But with that is just, I mean, that comes with a lot of challenges too that I won't yeah. touch on. So it's really easy when someone comes and picks up the car from my house because I just have to wash it, fill it up, make sure it's good to go. And they just come pick it up and then drop it off right back at the house. No issue, saves them money on delivery. So, but when they do request delivery, I, you know, take it to wherever they're at and everything, but then I have to figure out a ride home. And I'm super blessed to have such a, a good support team here in Vegas. My father helps me out tremendously, you know, with pickup and drop off. He works in the casino industry and a, and a lot of my drop offs are there. Oh, so I, I often just like get a ride with him to work. And, uh, you know, I'm able to go ahead and drop that off or maybe my girlfriend will pick me up from maybe the airport or something like that. And so we make it work hundred percent and I'm really grateful. I've been recently thinking about adding another car. Really? So, yeah. so how would that look if you decided to, to do a second car? I mean, how, how would that, I mean, you can't be at two places at once. So how <laughs> yeah. So the one thing about the, the platform as well that I like is that you can block out dates. And so first and foremost, it's your vehicle that you're renting out to other people. And so let's just say, I don't know, let's just say I have an anniversary dinner and I want to block out that date from being, you know, rented. I can totally block that out and no one's able to rent on that date. And so let's just say I have two vehicles and I have a pickup and drop off on a certain day that's going to be time consuming. I can block out the other vehicle from being rented out on that oh, day. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. And so it takes a little bit of planning for sure. And the logistics have to be correct for it to be done, but it's totally doable. Um, the biggest hurdle that I think before adding another vehicle is just finding the right vehicle that's going to do well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, in regards to like, if, if I wanted to right now, you know, cause you, you're thinking about adding a second car. I mean, yeah. if I wanted to get into this and just try it with a car, I mean, how would that look for somebody who's listening to this and thinks, man, that's kind of cool. I wouldn't mind making an extra $500 a month or a thousand dollars a month, whatever the number looks mm -hmm. like. I mean, how would you, what, what advice would you give to them moving forward? You know, I, I think the biggest piece of advice is, is find a plan, right? And find out what your business model looks like and go after it. <clears throat> There's people on the app that have their business models having the cheapest vehicle on the platform. And these are people who will oh, rent their cool. vehicle out for like $30 a day, $35 a day. And they're not flashy. They're, they're, they're four cylinder economical vehicles. <laughs> they're just, you know, they're older vehicles. And these are people that get these rented out for 30 days out of the month. And they are just slammed with business because they have the cheapest vehicle. Or you can go the route of, I want a high performance, flashy sports car, or I want the newest of the new. And that's going to be my business model. And, my, and it's going to be, I'm going to charge a premium for the newest vehicle and you can, you can rent out the newest vehicle with me, but you're going to pay for it. And so it's kind of just finding your pocket about what makes sense, you know, for, for the app. And I think there's, you know, there's, there's room for everyone, depending on how you want to, uh, to model your business. And so do you think, cause I know you, you mentioned, you know, you went and bought a car mm -hmm. hoping to kind of do this or quickly realize that you were going to, mm -hmm. Is this something that every day, like I can take my, I mean, I don't drive a flashy car. I have a 2019 Toyota Camry. It's a hybrid, but you know, love it's it. a Camry. Love it. Economical King. You know, could I go rent that out right now and, and see what happens? Or would you say you, you almost want to have something specific for it? I think that anyone can do it. 
to answer your question, yes, 100%. You don't need a flashy car to be successful on this platform. You need to have just the right mindset and the right business model and, and figure out what works for you. And it doesn't necessarily need to even be a means of income. And that I think is the biggest takeaway and what I love so much about this this app is, is you can have it just be your personal vehicle that you can rent out two or three days out of the month, cover your car payment or help your car payment if you want to kind of lower that and yeah. also, you know, just a little extra income a month, but it's not taking away from when you need the vehicle. Yeah. And you can have availability for only five days out of a month you're available. You can only put it for weekends. And if that's what makes sense and you want a couple extra hundred bucks a month, you can totally do that. And it's a super lucrative way to have that depreciating yeah. asset that sits yeah. in your driveway and make money for you, right? Instead it's, of it just costing you money. Yeah, especially because like the way that I think about it is, you know, you and I, we work, we, we work pretty much wherever we want. You know, we're self-generated. We, we, we work wherever. But I'm thinking of the person that you know, is working from home at their office job. Oh my gosh. They can make Seriously. so much money probably Seriously. Monday through Friday. They're yes. not using it. Right. Oh my like, gosh. That is something that I don't even, I haven't really even thought about. And especially in this day and age where remote work and hybrid work is so popular. Oh yeah. There's probably a ton of people out there, a ton of our listeners that could totally benefit from this. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm someone that just, I always drive on all the time and it's, it's making sense. So yeah, especially if I work from home. Yeah. That would be awesome, awesome for sure. So I, I think I got the understanding or I got a good idea of what your answer is going to be, but is it worth it? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, you got to understand there's going to be, it's, it's cyclical. There's going to be months where it's really good. And then there's going to be months where it's slow. And I mean, that's just how the business goes. And that, I think that kind of rings true for all business in general. Oh, that, yeah. You know, you just got to, you got to roll the punches and you got to have ways to be creative and to, to separate yourself and to differ yourself in the market. But um, for any one of our listeners out there who are, have been interested in, in renting a car on Turo or thinking about it, I say, go for it. You know, and if it doesn't do well, you take it off the app or if it doesn't make sense for you, you know, there's no commitment to it or anything else like that if you don't really want to, but you know, definitely give it a try. And if you have any questions regarding Turo or how it works, or just want to talk a little bit more about this, feel free to reach out to me. Um, Anthony's going to list our socials in the description for the podcast. You know, if, if anything, if you want to talk anything about KCB screening from uh, a little bit more about that from Anthony's last podcast that we had in the last episode, or if you want to know a little bit more about Turo or, or just loans in general or anything, you want to talk business, please reach out to us. You know, we, we thrive when our listeners are engaged. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you. Even if you just want to say hi and just say what you loved about the podcast or didn't love about the podcast, give us feedback. Yeah, we appreciate it for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to episode three of the Build Your Best Business podcast. I hope you guys are killing it. Take care.